what's up it's julia hey everyone it's sam and welcome back to another episode of the it just happens podcast we're so excited to have you guys here and we're back with another episode to welcome pastor hal mayer to the podcast we will be covering relationships in this series yeah, I'm uh, excited to be able to talk with you guys. It's uh, relationships has been something that has been a passion of mine to talk about. I've been in student ministry for 13 years, young adult ministry now for like five. And uh, it seems like relationships is always the biggest issue and the biggest problem and the most asked about. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're super excited to obviously have you to talk about this topic and everything because we know it's a very big one out there right now. Um, So just to give you guys a little bit of an overview of the topics we'll be talking about on this episode, um, our first one is going to be all about singleness, uh, confidence in who you are. Our second one is what God says about relationships. And then we will end with some actionable tips and highlights um, of the episode for you guys. So Hal, we know that you get a lot of relationship questions on a daily basis, and we just want to kind of pick your brain about a few topics in the sense of singleness. So our first question for you is what are some important factors that we should all be remembering consistently in our singleness seasons? Wow, uh, there's a lot there. And I'll, I'll say this for those of you that are listening that are, are Christians, one of the hardest things that's been for single Christians is it almost feels like in the church, like if you're not married, you haven't arrived yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost like this idea that if you mm-hmm. haven't married, then if you're not married, you can't be a full Christian yet. And it's like, oh, well, when, once you kind of grow up or once you get married, like, like marriage is like the ultimate end game when it comes to Christianity, yet we don't see that at all. In fact, I mean, we see Paul, one of the uh, the greatest apostles that we've seen, say, if you can stay single, stay single. And so, I mean, one of the, the biggest problems you run into is it feels like everyone wants an update on whether or not you found that person as if mm-hmm. that's the only thing that matters in your life, whereas you have the ability to do so much right now. And, and really, I think the thing that you always have to remember is like being single is really an important thing to figure out just with you. Like if, if you're not good at being single, and I tell this people to people all the time, if you're not good at being single, you won't be good at being married. Like if you're lonely when you're single, you'll be lonely when you're married. Yeah. If, if you can't develop friendships when you're single, you won't have friendships when you're married. And so really when you're, when you're thinking about your singleness, it's, it's this idea of right now, you actually have more time than you will uh, any other time in your life to truly focus on you, to be absolutely selfish in your singleness, to go, I'm going to work on my problems, my issues. I'm going to do the things that I want to do. I'm going to go after God in the way that I want to go after God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing we got to remember. It's not, it's not like this curse. It's not like this, you know, it's not the big red like A or S across your chest. <laughs> Like that you're single, you're like, oh my gosh, like come back to church when you've met the man that or woman that you need to find and then we can use you. It's like, no, God can use you incredibly in this time. Like this is not one of those things that, yeah, you just got to, I got to wait for that next season. And so, I mean, the important factors of remembering is that this is a time to be used. This is not a waiting time. Like this is a time of action. Um, This is a time to, to learn, to grow. Uh, to go after things, uh, not a time to just wait for that person to magically show up in your life. So yeah, that's what I was thinking there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I love that. And 
you know, obviously Sam and I are both in our like singleness season. So we definitely know like how important it is and um, just how honestly how fruitful it can be like when you really use it for what God's trying to show you and do in your life, especially through like serving others well um, and things like that. So that's really good. And then also, what are some misconceptions you feel people have about what they do and say when they're in their singleness? Oh, man. Um, how long is this podcast? So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's most of what we talk about because it's it's the entire issue with it. I mean, it's it entire life of what it's supposed to look like and what we're supposed to do. And, you know, I, I think the biggest problem in singleness and even getting into relationships is this idea that it's just to have fun. Like relationships are just to have fun or maybe that perfect person will come along. And really, I think that's part of it in the misconceptions. Man, I'm just waiting for the one. I'm waiting for God to point out the one in my life. And it's like, well, when you look at the Bible, you don't see that happening. Like back in Jesus times, the, the parents set them up. It was yeah. two parents getting together going, we want to set up our kids. And the, the wife's, the well, the soon-to-be wife's parents going, I'll give you this many goats if you marry her. Like <laughs> the one, it's, it's a different idea. And so many times in our singleness, we're sitting there going, you know, we're in this place going, I'm waiting for the one. Or this is just a time that I have to get through. And it's easy for me to say this being married now for 14 years to go. <laughs> You should be okay in your singleness. And I mean, I know that's easy for me to say in my, in my singleness, but being married too, I understand that you have these opportunities to do things that I don't have to like with kids and a wife, like I don't have the ability to just focus on the things that I want to focus on or go after a lot of things. And so I think sometimes in our singleness, we can get so focused on finding the one that we miss so much of what God wants to do in front of us. You know, yeah. you see so many times with the devil, like when he can't destroy what he, your life, he'll distract you. And so he's in the middle of trying to show you your purpose or trying to show you a mission in your life that you can go after. And all we're focused on is, man, I just need to find that person. And we're, we're missing it. We're missing so much of it. Wow. That's so true with a lot of different people, just even in this season right now of vulnerability and so many transitions happening. A lot of people are looking for something. Um, and sometimes, you know, that messes with a lot of our confidence in who God created us to be mm-hmm. and those types of identity factors in him. So, you know, one of the questions that we get often, even just in our times of singleness is, you know, how can you best prepare in your time of singleness to enter a relationship or even um, in a sense of dating, if that even comes up um, into context? Well, I think the best thing you can do right now is work on you. Um, yeah. Whether we like it or not, if we grew up with parents that loved us or parents that sucked, like all of us have baggage. Like mm-hmm. all of us have things going on. We have wounds from the past. We have, we have stuff. I mean, really for girls, what is it? One in four girls. I mean, this, this, is a, this is a tough thing to talk about, but one in four girls have some sort of sexual abuse in their past. Um, one in six guys. And then not to mention the issues with dads leaving. Uh, I've heard it was mm-hmm. funny. We did an entire message on daddy issues and we had a whole bunch of people come up and going, but what about mommy issues? And it's like, I didn't even think, think about that. Like you don't hear about that, but that's now something yeah. that's happening because yeah. dad's out of the picture. Like he's an issue, 
but he wasn't the one I had an issue with. And so really like in this time, it's, it's going, all right, what do I need to do for those of us that just kind of have some, some issues, I'm going to surround myself with some very honest people um, and some older people too, that can kind of see into my life and go, all right, guys, I need you to be honest. What, what do you see? Uh, What do you see going on? And for those of us that have really deep things, then yeah, we got to work on those. Now we got to get into, you know, counseling, whatever that may be. And I know for so many people, counseling is a four letter word. I'll just be honest, like counseling saved my marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. And and if you've been around me before, you've heard this story. Like my wife um, was, was abused, sexually abused as a kid. She was raped as a teenager and she just kept it to herself. Um, she allowed really the enemy to tell her all kinds of lies. She kept it to herself, believed that if anyone knew these things, they would reject her. And so five years into our marriage, she finally felt, I guess, uh, okay enough to come out with it. And really it led to some of the hardest years of our marriage because she's trying to walk through these things. But not only is she worried about walking through these things on her own, um, she's worried about how I'm reacting to it. Like she's worrying, am I going to walk away? Is this going to happen? That's why when people say stuff like, man, I just want to get married first and then I'll deal with my baggage. I'm like, Mm. no, don't do that. In fact, it took longer, I believe, for her to work through her baggage because she had to do it while she was married. Because she was wondering what I was thinking, what was going on there. Like she was believing lies going, well, I let this little bit out or I let even more out, then that will be too much for him. And so her healing and all that time was slowed down just because of that. And so really, I mean, the things to pay attention to right now are to look through your past, look through um, your, your parents, the issues you have there, look through your family, like your family stuff. Like, what is it your family says? That's just us. Like every family's got it. Oh, that's just us. We're just Italian. We're just whatever it may be. And we just have these things in our lives that we've just become okay with. Yet we've seen them hurt marriages or destroy marriages and we're okay with it. I mean, for many, it's, it's the idea that you saw an awful marriage or you saw a marriage break up and there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of pain there that you've never dealt with. The problem is when we go into married marriage, all those things don't become smaller. They become exposed. Like yeah. all of our, all of our issues, all of our problems, when you get married, they become exposed because you can't hide them anymore. That person's around you all the time. Yeah. Like literally all the time. I mean, that's one of the funniest things that I get from people. Like they finally get to move in. They finally get married. And then like six months in, he's like, she's always there. And I'm like, yeah. But, but that's why you need friends too. Like, and yeah. that's one of those things that I tell people. I'm like, look for someone that has friends. Like it, it, and I said it before a little bit, yeah. like you need to be able to have friends now. Because this, there's this belief that once you get married, they're going to fulfill every need, every relationship, like everything out there. And that's just not true. Like I need friends. I need guy friends to be around. I need guy friends that will check me. Um, My wife needs girlfriends. Like she needs friends that will spend a long time talking to her because I don't have words. Um, And she needs other people that she can go off of. And at the same time, she has a group of women around her right now that truly like spur her on in her, in her work and in her stuff. It's not that I don't do that. She needs other women in her life that understand women in ministry. And so it's, it's that, it's that thing where right now 
what you should be like paying attention to is you like unabashedly um, as selfishly as you want to, you get to work on you. And if you need to go to counseling, please go to counseling. If the first counselor doesn't work, find one that does like, do not, do not become okay with this and just go, well, when I find somebody to love, then I'll work through it and it'll be easier. No, trust me. Working through this stuff in marriage is way harder than it is outside of marriage. So become as good as you can with you. Become as independent as you can with you. Um, and that's really what you can do to prepare for marriage. I mean, right now, it, it's hard for me to get close to God sometimes with four-year-olds running around screaming. Um, <laughs> our, our daycare just shut down because of COVID. and. Yeah. That's awful. Like that, they, that should be illegal um, <laughs> because they're it, it's, I, I, I'm trying to put day and they're running around screaming and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is really hard to focus on God right now. But when I was single, it was easy, but all I was focused yeah. on was, oh man, there's no noise in here. Now I'm like, please, I need less noise. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can truly just work on yourself right now. And that's what I think paying attention to and focusing on is you, your walk with God and making yourself healthy, just healthy in all facets of life. Yeah, that's so good. I love that because it also brings a huge humility factor into our lives. Like we, yeah. you know, even with the counseling and just seeking help and how you and your wife have other mentors and friends that you have already that you've had before marriage. I think a lot of people get that misconception that you know, I don't need anyone, you know, they isolate mm -hmm. themselves in a, a relationship. And, you know, having that community and mentorship is so important, but also just knowing that you can open new doors for opportunities of seeking help and, you know, not waiting for a perfect timing, because it's going to be in God's time, but, you know, it's never going to be perfect timing. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be in some sort of a, a mess or something that you're going through that he wants you to see and reveal within yourself to work on. So definitely being intentional with that and um, taking that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I mean, this actually isn't part of our questions, but something that really just popped into my head while you were talking, Sam, was you said the perfect time. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's another really big misconception with like relationships and dating and stuff. Like you think there has to be like this perfect time and you have to be perfect. You know, we're talking about working on yourself and all those things. And while that's like absolutely 1000% true, I would love to hear your take on, I feel like people think that they have to be also perfect and in this perfect timing to get into a relationship or, you know, move forward and anything like that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I see more than often is in just in straight honesty, uh, guys tend to drag their feet more than anybody else. A lot of times in this, um, yeah. this idea that everything needs to be in perfect place, like with job, with life, with mm -hmm. like I have heard in the last couple of days, three different individuals that have said, um, I don't want to get married till I have this much money in the bank. And I'm going, but you guys are good right now, right? Like you, you both can make it. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to move forward till this, or I don't want to, you know, get into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Now there are things that should keep you out of a relationship. Like there are times of healing and there are times that you need to work on some stuff in your life. But the yeah. idea mm -hmm. that it's ever going to be in a perfect place. No, it's, it's not going to be in a perfect place. Um, it, it's, it's more of, 
you know, am I in a place where I am? And if I'm healthy right now, then, then let me move forward. If I can emotionally, spiritually, uh, deal with, um, figuring out this person is somebody worth marrying, then I'm in a good place. But if I'm caught up in a bunch of other stuff, or I just came out of a really long or bad relationship, then yeah, I got to take a break because I need to heal myself right now. And so, I mean, and that's what I, I look at. And I will say this, let me, let me say this too. Um, I think the purpose of dating is marriage. And yeah. so if the purpose yeah. of dating is marriage and you can't see yourself getting married in two years, then you shouldn't date. Like, yeah. And so if you're going, man, I'm about to go across the world and do this thing and then do this thing, then yeah, you shouldn't date. Or you know what? My parents won't sign off on something till I'm done with college. Then yeah, you shouldn't date because I mean, really a lot of the, the problems in relationships come into play when it just, it extends too long. And this idea that if I don't, you know, lock this person down right now or go after this right now, or if I don't date right now, then I'll always be single is wrong also. And so yeah. there's, there, there's fears on those sides. I find that a lot of the fears that hurt relationships the most have to do more with the fact that a lot of people don't believe marriage can work. And if you don't believe marriage can work, then you don't see a future in the relationship. And so I feel like half the time I'm trying to convince young adults that marriages are possible yet all they're looking at is marriages around them not working. And so millennial and Gen Z are more afraid of relationships than, than really anybody else, like true relationships. Like they're good with hookups yeah. and Tinder and all that kind of stuff that allows <laughs> you to have a fake relationship. I mean, it really, it allows you to have this kind of like feel good about myself moment. Somebody wants me, somebody needs me for a half second. Somebody thought I was hot, but it's not a real relationship. And you have a whole like generation that's just afraid of relationships. They're afraid of something that's real because they never saw it work and were so afraid of getting hurt. The problem is you can't, you can't have a relationship without getting hurt, like a true one. You can't love someone yeah. without getting hurt. Yeah. And so really it's one of those things, like if you're in a place where you're like, I can't get hurt anymore because my cup is already full, then yeah, you need to take a step back. You need to heal yourself and get ready for that. But the idea that everything needs to like fall in alignment, like the mood needs to be in this place, this person needs to win the Super Bowl, like it's, it, it's crazy some <laughs> of the things that you hear sometimes uh, of this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen. I mean, here's what's interesting. People who are in school, and I'll just say this, like married people in school actually do better in school. Hmm. They actually perform much better. And the reason why, they've got somebody else there that they're working for now. And they already have the whole relationship thing done. Like they're no longer looking. So imagine yeah, going to yeah. class, going throughout all this stuff and not like wondering if the person next to you like you likes you because you don't care. You already have someone. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. And that's so, true. Uh, and I know that the money and a bunch of things come into play there, but this idea that everything has to per be perfect or we're not old enough. And, and w when it comes on the, the old side of things um, and I, I know I'm going on tangents here. So if I go too far on a tangent, you guys just let me know. <laughs> no, no, it's but, great. <laughs> but here, here's the thing with age. Um, people are too young, too old. I was, or my wife was 22, which depending on who you talk to, that's young or old. Uh, the Christian world, people get tend to get date, uh, dating and married earlier. But in the, uh, in all my friends got married much later. Um, mm -hmm. And so the thing is, what's too young to get married? And really it's, and are the parents on board when you're young? Because most of the time what you see with young marriages is it's 
it's us, us against the world. Screw the world. Like, we're going to do whatever we want. Like, we don't need anybody. It's Romeo and Juliet kind of deal. And with that is the, <laughs> yeah. the dumbest way of going into marriage. That's the dumbest yeah, yeah. way of going into things. <laughs> because you cannot do marriage on your own. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to need to step in and go, hey, you're acting like an idiot. Or you're being overdramatic. Or this is going on. Or whatever it is. So if you're young and you have parental support or you have a good group of mentors around you, you can do fine in marriage and you can do perfectly fine. And they're like, well, we're still in school. Well, are you working? Can you get through that? Do you have the ability to get, uh, I think most schools even have married housing and stuff like that. Like if you can get those things, Mm -hmm. then go for it. Cause then you're on the adventure together. Like if you know, then you get to do the adventure together. If, if, if you know, but you're like, man, we got to wait four years. Like that's an awful long time to yeah. like, know you're, it's the right person and wait. In fact, it's going to end up in more arguments just because you get to the point. I, I find when couples wait too long to, you know, get engaged and get married, most of their fights are more to do with the fact that they're not married. They're yeah. just, they're just mad that I'm not in that place with you. When it comes to being too young and all that kind of stuff, sometimes yeah, I can I can definitely see that. And you don't want to be crazy young. They do say um, about twenty one is a is a good age. Good age, yeah. That happens there, um, where where people start to see it. And under that, you know, it can still happen. We've got several guys on staff at Grace that that's happened, but they had parents in a church around them, and so yeah. it was like everyone was going, "This is a good idea." Not everybody going, this is an awful idea. Why are you going af- after this person? And you're going, I love them. This is the best love in the world. This is the only love that's real. <laughs> Everything you guys have is fake. And and going off and yeah, to that. Yeah. It, I, the, the fear and, and all that relationships, I, I, I find the fear more has to do with actual just real relationships. And so what you see a lot of times is people make excuses about everything being perfect when they just have a fear of relationships. And so that's something that you've got to sit down either with a trusted friend or a mentor or sometimes even a counselor and figure that out. Like figure out how your parents' divorce absolutely wrecked how it affected you, why you can no longer get close to anyone. Because, I mean, that's something you got to figure out for your own life anyway. Like you need to have relationships, whether it's a, you know, an emotional and physical one, or if it's just somebody that you need to have as a friend, I would say fear is always something to look into. Like fear is always something to go. If I have a fear here, why do I have that fear? Is it, is this rational or is this out of nowhere and everybody wonders where it's coming from? Because if that's the case, then I need to look into it. Yeah. So that's so good. You bring up a really great point that just sparked in my head about you know in the sense of dating so you know when you're dating someone I know you get a lot of questions about should we do a devotional or bible study together or small groups together Um, another thing that came into my head was even in a sense of dating how early in a sense of your testimony you know Julie and I have shared our testimony like from week one of of being friends Um, and we just (laughs) you know but we're friends obviously like it's it's going to reflect in who we surround ourselves with and stuff like that. But I think too, a lot of people that carry a lot of baggage in a dating relationship can almost have fear of, of telling their whole testimony to someone. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give in how early to tell someone that you're dating your testimony or, you know, those types of heavier 
um, topics in terms of dating. Okay. You had a couple of questions in there. I'll try to get through them. Um, so <laughs> when it comes to your past and that, that, that is always one of the questions, like when, when should I tell them about my past? Look, that doesn't happen right off the bat. Um, really that the only time that I'm okay with that happening early in a relationship is when people get a good bit older. Like if you're in your thirties and you know what you're looking for, you know what you don't want. And both people are kind of on the same boat. Like a lot of things can move faster. Um, but when you're younger, really the first part of the relationship, you just got to make sure you can have a conversation with them. Like you want to see if you can have fun with this person, because if you can't have fun with them and have a conversation, then you need to leave. Like, it's more important to figure that out. So yeah. when, when is the right moment? It's that moment where it goes from we're having fun. We realize we can have a conversation to we want to see if this is something real. And so yeah. like mm -hmm. that and how long that is, is, is kind of a, a tricky thing. I, I mean, I'm, it's it's probably like two. I, I, I'm just going to throw this out there like two, three months into it. Like you're, this is starting to get real. This is starting to get serious. We've been on some dates um, we still like each other, uh, we're not playing games, then, mm -hmm. yeah, then we're going to start talking into it. But, you know, and I also talk about this when I talk about, you know, sharing your story. Um, and this is just from, this is from me understanding it through other people doing it and me doing it myself. Like you're not looking to share all the details of your story. Um, so if you're, if, especially if you're talking about sexual past and stuff like that, you're, you're, you're wanting them to understand, but you're not looking for details. And really, if they're looking for a lot of details, it's okay to kind of stop and go, you know, I'm not ready to, to share with that right now. And if they've got friends and people close to them, they're going to be telling them the same thing that people were telling me. Um, you don't want to know all of those. You don't need to know all of those. And so you really want to see where somebody is, but even with someone's testimony, like, the past is the past and you kind of, you, you want to see, I want to see more of what did you do when you got past that? Like, how yeah, were you absolutely. acting? What was going on? Yeah. And so, and so really if someone's not being able to see that, like, yes, you know, this was a, a hard point in my life. This was a dark point in my life, but this is what's been happening since then. If they're not able to see kind of the distinction in that, then that's something there too, mm -hmm. that you've got to yeah. pay attention to. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would, I would wait a moment. Like if, especially if it's, if, if it's some tough stuff, I, I, I wait a second because it is tough to take a lot of times. I, I don't, I can't, so I'm not going to speak for you guys. Cause I, I, I'm not a girl, so I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> but I know, I know for guys so much of the past and all that kind of stuff is caught up in competition and all kinds of stuff that isn't real. Um, and guys just don't understand like what a physical relationship means to a girl and how much the emotional side and all that kind of stuff is there. And so when all of a sudden you throw down, like, this is my sexual past guys that focus so much on, well, how this happened and what's going on, blah, blah, are just, they're showing their insecurity. And yeah. so you, you kind of get to see that. And not that they're not thinking about it. Not that even the most secure guys aren't wondering in that moment. Um, the really the focus is and what you can see just from one a relationship with God yourself and what you see in other people is we all mess up we all do the wrong things but what happens afterwards because I mean we believe God can heal anything and mm -hmm. so a mature Christian guy a mature Christian girl is going to look more at that than anything else and then I mean you, you said the thing there of Bible studies and yeah. praying together and stuff like that I think that's something as Christians that we dive into way too
Um, just because I, there is a spiritual bond that forms there. I mean, there mm-hmm. is something that happens to a girl when she sees a man spiritually lead. And there, there's something extra that goes on there. There's something there that when you, when you have that there, and a lot of times what you also see going into relationships is there's someone that's ahead and there's somebody behind. And so what can happen in a relationship is that person starts to bring that person along. The problem is that growth with God is also tied to the relationship. And so if the relationship ends, that growth actually goes backwards. And I've seen this happen all the time where the reason somebody's growing, the reason somebody's doing all this kind of stuff is because of the dating relationship. Then all of a sudden when that relationship ends, it's like it never happened. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing, and I'm going to go down another tangent right here, but it's the same thing that happens is one of the reasons why I tell people, like, if somebody just had a big life, like, experience happen, like somebody just died, or their parents just got divorced, or something awful just happened, like, you don't want to be dating in that time. Because mm-hmm. if you're dating in that time, that person heals from that divorce, heals from that death, heals from that tragedy with you, if you break up down the road, like they, they lose yeah. that growth. They lose that support. And so really what you're looking at with the Bible study and all this kind of stuff is let's not, let's not treat this relationship like a marriage, like Bible study, praying together, all that, that happens in marriage. And that's to really, it's also to build and to, you know, strengthen that marriage bond. You're not looking mm-hmm. to strengthen that bond yet because you're not sure if you're ready to marry them. And so really Bible studies and spending a lot of time in prayer together and all that kind of stuff, all it does is strengthen a bond that you're not sure if is going to be there in a couple of months. And so yeah, it, it, it can, it can take your relationship to a place that's not ready for it to go to. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like that also brings a lot of illusions in your walk with God and their walk with God. And I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. that can really affect you emotionally and spiritually, even just in your heart posture, because now you're like, Oh, well, we're doing it together. Or, oh, you know, he's praying over this and this and that. Like, you know, there's just so many things that can go deeper into a hole with that. Yeah. And um, then so I'll I think just, too, just being, you know, aware of that as well when you're in dating. Absolutely. And I'll just say this. One of the things that I see happen all the time is then people go, I can't break up with them because if I do, they'll walk away from God. Wow. And it's like, that was never your mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Like yeah. that was never Completely to be right. put on you. And so like, it, it, it's not, that's that you just put an extra weight on yourself in a relationship that you shouldn't have yet. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah. Hey guys, what's up? So that was part one of our two part series uh, on relationships with Pastor Hal. So we hope you guys enjoyed it and thank you so much for listening and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Stay tuned for part two of our relationship series. Bye guys.